Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Thousands of people have flocked to this village in India for an annual tradition that's hoped will bring health, prosperity, and rain. And if things get much worse here, it'll be recommended by those working in the morning roadshow department of Just in Time for Breakfast! It's called the Pitikala War and is a symbolic battle about a mythological marriage dispute. The yearly tradition takes place the day after a spring festival in that same community known as Yugadi. Regular battles are, as you well know, fought with weapons. The symbolic Pitakala is fought by people throwing cow poop at one another. Organizers drop a huge pile of cow poop in the middle of the town square, then the throngs descend upon it with people rolling the poop into little balls and throwing it violently at one another. It's kind of like the running of the bulls in Spain, but with poop. <laughs> it reminds me of a saying you would see in an yeah. outhouse somewhere at a public restaurant. Oh, yeah, little you know. balls. Yeah, rolling little balls. Yeah. yeah, I know. We can't say that. No, we can't say that, but I think yeah. we've all seen that before. <laughs> and that fits in just perfect with what I was going to well, start off with. What a coincidence. With. Yes. You know, these days, it's it's easy to get laughs with disgusting <laughs> insults and nauseating comments. And, yeah. Well... Like this, Cliff. Okay. Scientists are they're working on a quieter toilet for airplanes. Really? Yes. But I'm thinking the flushing really isn't the noise that we're all worried about everybody else hearing now, is it, Cliff, um, when you're on the airplane? No. Yes. Especially not when they're served Taco Bell in the concourse. <laughs> <laughs> if you are able to do it and safely do it, I don't want you trying this in the car or anything if okay. you're driving, but if you can... What is it? Please Google Steven Tyler in Las Vegas. Uh-oh. Steven Tyler. Yes. Well, him and Aerosmith, they've got a residency they just started over the weekend. Okay. And I want you to take a look at the picture there. And, okay. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, I hope you've got the picture up there. Cliff, I know you've got quick fingers. Go ahead and Google Steven okay. Tyler so in I'm Vegas. So I'm looking for Steven Tyler in Vegas. Yes. And a picture or two or three will pop up there. Okay. Now... I want you to take a really good look at this picture. Okay. Does it look like he's just escaped and he's a pirate from Treasure Island there in Vegas? Is it the the one where he's he's wearing a yellow shirt? Yes. Does he not look like a pirate, Cliff, that has escaped Treasure Island out there? Yeah, it totally does. And somehow he's wound up on a stage. I saw that this morning and the (laughs) first thing that went through my mind, hey, he's escaped. It would seem that the best answer to a difficult question is sometimes... Hard to come by. Now we'll get to the question in a minute, but first let me tell you about a man named Andrew Lippy, the 59-year-old wealthy Florida resident, bought an island in the Florida Keys and the mansion that sits on it for a total of $11 million. Real estate folks say the well-known Thompson Island is the only one near Key West that actually has a bridge to it. Such a purchase, of course, attracts a lot of attention. A newspaper locally reported Lippy as saying his family intended to live on the island, but eventually would turn it into a rental property. 
Of course, moving into such a property means there are other things that need to be purchased besides the land and home itself. Furnishings, appliances, decor, that kind of thing. So now the question, what does a millionaire with a new home on his own private island near Key West do when he has those needs? The answer, he goes to the local Kmart and shoplifts. <laughs> Police say Lippy faces felony grand theft charges after purchasing several items at the Kmart, taking the items out of the boxes, putting old or broken stuff back in the original boxes, and then taking it back to get a refund. <laughs> and he's probably saying now he didn't do it. Uh, well, I believe he's been advised by an attorney to really not talk about it. Well, <laughs> probably the best money he spent right yeah. there in a long time, yeah. Cliff. By the way, the total va value, about $300. Oh, that is... <laughs> That's pretty sad, Cliff. You're absolutely right, yeah. Cliff, I read this morning that Bob Dylan is opening up a whiskey distillery <laughs> in downtown Nashville. Bob Dylan? Yes, in the fall of 2020. I had no idea, you know, that Bob Dylan was a, um, what do they call that? A, not a distiller, but someone who makes whiskey. He's going to open up his own distillery. Yes. Now it's going to be called yeah. Heaven's Door Distillery. Heaven's Door? Yes. Distillery. Yes. Are you sure it's not going to be called Heaven's Door? Distillery! Because, you know, that's how he sings. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happened to his voice. That's a right. lot of whiskey. It's over all the, the years. whiskey. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's a great thing, even we're, though we kid around about it. I mean, it's clearly a, you know, a commercial venture, and well, yeah. he's investing his money and putting his name on something that someone else is going to do. So why is it a, you know, great thing? A great thing. Well, finally, Cliff. Yeah. Now we can get some whiskey when we're in Nashville. But we're going to have to wait till the fall of 2020 to get it. Finally. Finally. You tried to get whiskey right. down in Nashville no, lately? No, I have not, actually. It's almost impossible to find really? any of the stuff down there. You might as doesn't, well bring your own. Doesn't every uh, country singer have a bar on every other street Pretty corner? Pretty well. Yeah. Cliff? Yeah. Why is the devil always in Georgia? Why can't he be somewhere else? Every song, he's in Georgia. What's the devil in Georgia? Yes. Is that like his home address? <laughs> I don't know. Of all the places just, in the I mean, world he could be. I, he's in Georgia. He seems to be there an awful and, lot. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who will say this, but if you uh, ever drive through Atlanta at rush hour, you'll pretty well know the way. Really? It's that bad. It's that bad? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's heinous. The worst you've seen? Yeah. It's worse than, you know, I lived in Houston for several years, and the Katy Freeway west of Houston at rush hour was, you know, five or six lanes wide. Atlanta's worse. Well, Cliff, I'm glad you brought up cars. Oh, okay. You remember yesterday we yeah. had Danielle that got a hold of us and said she couldn't listen to Country 98. That's right. One. She had the uh, the radio issue. Yes. She had just bought a used car and the knobs wouldn't work on the radio. None of the presets had 98.1. She couldn't change the channel to one that she wanted to listen to, i.e. Weed and Cliff. And we asked for our wonderful listeners to help us out and yes. help Danielle out. Yes. We got some suggestions. Yeah. I told her about them through Facebook. She yeah. tried them after work. Yes. And we're going to find the results out. Really? Right after this. Here's the results, Cliff, from okay. our uh, experiment yesterday with the radio and Danielle. Yes. Tom was kind enough to text in, and he told us to tell her, yeah. undo your battery for about two minutes, hook it back up, yeah. and 98.1 will be the third preset by default on your radio. <laughs> Now, I thought this was a bunch of fooey, to be I honest saw, with I you. So did I. Uh, I thought yeah. uh, Tom was pulling our leg. Yeah. But Danielle, after work, yeah. that's exactly what she did. And, and she said it worked 
to perfection. Really? And she's back on 98.1. Wow. So, Tom, thank you so much for helping that Danielle That was pretty cool. Out. We also had Gretchen email in yesterday saying if this didn't work, she would meet Danielle here in our parking lot and yes, fix it for I her. I remember that. She was uh, had volunteered to actually come here and work on the problem. Yes. But so we don't, I mean, it's all good now. It's all good so. now. So thank you, Gretchen. And thank you, Tom. You made Danielle yeah. very happy. And then, Cliff, moments yeah. ago, this text message comes in. Oh, what we get? My radio works fine. And I'm thinking about going elsewhere myself. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It's exactly, is it not right there? No, it's right there. Yes, yeah, that's is. exactly what they said. My radio works fine. And I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm ready for some serious ciphering. Oh, yes. Today is the day. That's right. That's when we reveal what you'll have to know the answer to to win tickets to the Grand Ole Opry and Country Music Hall of Fame on Friday. Yes, we call it the phrase that pays. That's right, but there's no phrase this week. There's an algebra problem that must be solved. And it's a story problem that we all love. Contributed (laughs) by Cliff's former math teacher. That's right. From Princeton Community High School. Be careful. Be careful what you're wishing for. (laughs) It may be far tougher than you ever dreamed. This morning, on our Facebook page, Weeding Cliff in the Morning, Mm -hmm. we posted the question, if magic was real, what spell would you try to learn first? Okay. Now, we've had a lot of responses and some really good ones. The one I like the best is the one that I tried to read real quickly while a song was ending just a moment ago, Mm -hmm. and I misread it. You see, Betsy Joe said the yeah. spell that she would want to learn first is how to make people vanish. Okay. Pretty cool. Yes. If you could do it. Right. I read that as yeah. how to make people vomit. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of a weird yeah. thing to wish that you could do. But then the vanishing part made more sense. It did, yeah. And as far as making people vomit, well... I think there are people here who already know how to do that. Yeah, that's what we're for. <laughs> Lots of complaints, and I mean a lot of complaints coming in, Cliff, about, about the phrase that pays story problem <laughs> featuring math this morning. Not just math, an algebra story problem. Yes. Yeah. Lots of complaining. Yeah. People are texting in at 812-682-0520, yeah. absolutely uh-huh. hating this idea. Please, please, guys, <laughs> could you do something else? And I'm telling you, Cliff. Yeah. You can't talk us out of it. Huh? Hey, how's that for good radio? <laughs> Ooh. Hey, hey. All righty. Read this scientific study, if nothing else proves, that men, as a general rule, will say anything if it means they can, as you say, get with a lady. The website, seniorliving.com, conducted a survey of a thousand people about personal preferences, and apparently the questions had been approved by the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Because the results show some 11% of men who were answered who answered the question said that they find their partner's farts to be attractive. <laughs> what about farts from your wife or girlfriend is attractive and why on earth the dudes feel that way wasn't explained. So we'll be left to our own devices for those answers. I wish we had a principal here. We'd send you to the office and take away your internet privileges for a while. I'm ready for some serious ciphering. Mm-hmm. Let's just see how seriously yes. ciphering you want to go. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, here he is, Cliff Ingram. All right, so we have been challenged by an algebra story problem for this week's Grand Ole Opry tickets. 
we uh, concocted this scheme last week because we thought basically the phrase that pays was too easy. So we wanted to see how far we could swing the pendulum in the other direction. My former algebra teacher from high school, still in town, offered up this story problem. You have to give us the correct answers to win the tickets. On Friday. On Friday. Mr. McDaniels, my former algebra teacher, Mr. McDaniels is 20 years older than Cliff. 40 years ago, the sum of their ages was 50. What are the two present ages of each? (laughs) (laughs) You have to provide the age of Mr. McDaniels and my age in order to win tickets to the Grand Ole Opry and Country Music Hall of Fame. I get the same feeling right now, Cliff, that I had all through school, starting in junior high when we started on the algebra stuff, Yes, and all the way through high school, Mm -hmm. the same feeling of emptiness and loneliness. (laughs) Now, let's just... Whoa. Oh, oh. Well, we'll throw that out in a minute. There's a clarification that we need to make just to help people get the right answer as far See? as the birthdays. See, there's always something well, with I mean, math. Just, I'm just tra- already trying to make it easier for you, okay? Rearview Town, or in English, that's called Rearview Town. <laughs> Jason Aldean at 816. Well, Cliff, you have a clarification. Yes. Okay, so the if you if you think in using the formula to solve the answer to this story problem... You need to use the date in any way, shape, or form, the year. Just remember that my birthday isn't until June. So technically, I'm still the day, the age that I was in 2018. Does that make sense? None to me, but I guess somebody that's figured it out will know. I have no clue what you're even talking about. But somebody <laughs> working on the somebody problem Somebody who will solve does. the problem needs to know that, that we need to consider my birthday in 2018 to come up with the correct answer. If you have to use the year in the uh, equation. I don't even know that you do. Or if I do know, I'm not going to say it. Well, Cliff, I want to talk to Cheryl for just a couple of seconds here. Yes, uh, she was kind enough to send a text message in while Jason was singing. Okay. And her text message basically says, why do you hate me? We do not hate you, Cheryl. (laughs) No, oh no, no. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We just thought we would change up the phrase (laughs) that pays one time. Yes. No hatred involved. <laughs> my name's Eric. Oh, yeah, my name's Eric. I think one of y'all are 65 and the other one's 85. You see, Cliff? Yeah. He wasn't even sure he's Eric. That's <laughs> how that, confusing that is. That's how is. bad we've made this giveaway this week. Yes. But let's not try that because we've yeah. had a couple of folks text in answers, right. too. Yes. No, The uh, we will accept answers only on Friday. Yes. So in case you didn't get the uh, math problem today, which yep. sounds kind of weird to say on this station, <laughs> but in case you didn't get the math problem, Cliff will give it to you again tomorrow, right here on this program, Yeah. which is called The Morning Road Show. I've got a <laughs> yeah. story that's coming up after the cool classic that okay. I'm afraid it's like dangling a carrot right in front of your lips. Oh, really? It's got me, me a little huh? worried. Okay. I'm going to try to get through this story, yeah. but I know you well enough to know that yeah. there are certain words or phrases of words yeah. that kind of trigger you a little bit. I was going to say, this is going to be a, one of those trigger stories. I'm hoping not to touch your trigger this morning. <laughs> because, you know, yesterday, you come in here after being out back, and you talked about uh, how annoying the wind was. Yes. <laughs> well, anytime you say the word annoying wind... I'm going to find some way to work the word break in there. <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm trying to work around okay. that on this one. So we're going for a phrase of the year is what you're no, saying. No, 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 no. I saw this morning that an Australian yeah. pizza chef okay. 
has claimed a new world record yeah. after he put on 154 different types of cheese on one pizza. I had really? no clue there were 154 <laughs> different cheeses in the world. Did you know that? I had no idea. I know. The trigger has been... <laughs> look at you. Yeah. I wonder, out of the... Uh... I know. This is just way too obvious. I know, I know. <laughs> out of the 154 different types of cheese, how many do you actually have to cut? I know. There you go. Get it out of your system. Did you know there were that many types no, of cheese? No, and I cut the cheese every day. Uh, well, <laughs> Not one thing about this was about cutting anything. It was just cheese putting on a pizza. It doesn't matter. (sighs) You, sir. Yep. You, sir, have just created a cutting the cheese hate crime here on the Morning Road Show. A hate crime you've committed here. After the... uh, Mowing. Yeah. I decided to go inside, Cliff, and do a little relaxing and do some reading. And so okay. I pulled out my quarterly edition of the American Society for Biochemistry. Biochemistry. Yeah, I need a little light reading. <laughs> How often does that come out? Every quarter. Every quarter. Yeah, it's a quarterly was, magazine. <laughs> did they have a story in there about cutting the cheese? No, no. Oh, no, no. It was an official scientific journal. They would have called it flatulence. Oh, stop it. <laughs> They had a nice article in there about dogs, as a matter about of fact. About dogs? Yes. Really? Okay. And they are saying that they believe that dogs yeah. can sniff out cancer in people with 97% accuracy. Really? Yes. Well, it makes sense. I mean, we have trained dogs to sniff out you know, drugs and bombs and explosives and all manner of things. Find people. Find people who are lost. Find dead bodies. Yes. The, I mean, so it would make sense that the next step would be... Cancer. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It is cool. And they can catch it long before they can see it on um, MRIs and stuff Hmm. and CAT scans. Okay. 97%. Cats, they said, could do the same thing, though. Cats can do the same thing? Yes. But they won't share their information because they hope you die. (laughs) That's the thing with a cat. That's right. They don't care. No. They don't care if you're living or dead. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Cliff. If you don't follow baseball, you probably probably haven't. His name is Brett Holt. Mm, haven't heard of the name. He's a second baseman. He plays for the Boston Red Sox. Okay. And a few days ago, his yeah. two-year-old son poked him in the eyeball. It Ouch. happens. It happens. I mean, yeah, you're, you're playing with your kid, and, and that's an accident. It happens, yeah. But uh, his vision yeah. in that eye is uh-huh. still really blurry, and they're really? kind of getting a little concerned a it's few not, days later. It's not getting any better. No. You would think it would. I would hope so, too, and I know he does. They say, though, that if it, you know, turns out that it doesn't get better, that Brett is determined to stay in baseball. Oh, he wants to stay in baseball? Yes. Was he going to be like a front office guy, coaching guy, that kind of thing? Umpire. (laughs) He's going to be an umpire. (laughs) And the rumor going around, Cliff, is that he's about to be traded. Traded? Yes. To? Well, not Brett, his son. Oh. Can I get him another one? That's right, yeah. That's right. A son to be named later. (laughs) Yes. Keep your hands to yourself. Well, Cliff, yes. GasBuddy.com went through a bunch of data, and yeah. I mean a okay. bunch of it. Right. And they have uh, figured out yeah. the best and the worst days of the week for us to buy gas. They did it for all 50 states in the United States. Okay. Which took a lot of I mean, uh, effort on and, their part. And, and I have the GasBuddy app 
installed on my phone and use it to, you know, look for prices of gas as I'm traveling or sometimes just around town, who has the cheapest gas, that kind of thing. Is it pretty accurate? And it's, and it's really, well, it's as accurate as what goes into it. A lot of it depends upon users to input information. And if no one inputs information, then, the, then it can get out of date. But I know that there's a lot of analysts and, and, and bean counters and number crunchers who work behind the scenes for, the, for that company. So a lot of the stuff that they do is fairly scientific about how to buy gas and when to buy gas and is the price trending up or down and that kind of a thing. Well, I never knew this, Cliff. I mean, yeah. I've always tried to catch it, yeah. but I never seem to remember mm-hmm. what day of the week it is. But it seems that if you live in Indiana, yeah. Illinois, or Kentucky, according to their facts, okay. you can save a little bit of money every yeah. year yeah. if you buy your gas on a Monday. Okay. Monday is the day. Right. Especially yeah. Monday morning, because it does tend to go up in the afternoon on Monday. Okay. Now, the very worst day you could buy gas, of course, I'm pretty sure everybody's got that one figured out. It's got to be Friday. That's exactly right. Because there is a tendency to raise the price because of increased demand on the weekend or for the weekend. Yes. Right. And the worst time on Friday to try to buy gas yeah. makes sense. After 5 p.m.? Around 5 p.m. Around 5 p.m. That's the busiest right. of the entire so, week. So what you're saying is everyone should get gas on Monday. If you live in Indiana, Illinois, and Kentucky, okay. yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going there with you. <laughs> I don't think I really have to go there now. I think I can just throw it out there, and everyone knows. Hold on a second. I've lost my pointer. The, there it is. There's pointer. the pointer. Yeah. You need a pointer. Oh, for, the oh, the oh yeah. I see. Well, Cliff, <laughs> I know I've heard this many times in my life. Perhaps you have, too. People always talk about uh, the weather. And they complain about it, and everybody says, well, here in southwestern Indiana, if you don't like it today... It'll be different tomorrow. That, yeah. You have heard it then. Yeah. Well, that's what our uh, Take It to the Bank's yeah. going to be about this morning, Cliff. The, uh, well, one extreme to the other. How bad can it really get, temperature-wise, in a short 24-hour period? Okay. That's going to be an interesting one. It's a little different. Yeah. It's not about southwestern Indiana. It's farther west than here. Okay. And that's our Take It to the Bank on All the Morning right. Road Show. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Now, Cliff, every morning I have a decision to make when I leave the house, yes. whether to bring a jacket or not. Agreed. I thought you, sir, were going to wear shorts this morning. Well, I, I got up this morning and it was in the 40s. Early this morning it was like uh, 47, 46, something like that. I'm like, that's eh, just a bit too much. Well, I might be regretting that decision later. Well, our Take It to the Bank, yeah. Cliff. Mm-hmm is about the biggest temperature change ever recorded in a 24-hour period. Okay. And it happened on January the 15th in 1972. Okay. In Loma, Montana. Montana. Yes. Okay. This kind of shocked me. And I'll just warn you, Yeah. I've already done the math. <laughs> the temperature yeah. started out at a negative 50 Four degrees. So it was 54 below zero. Yes. Okay. And went all the way up yeah. to 49 <laughs> in 24 hours. That is a 103 degree temperature swing right. in that period of time. Yeah. And they've never recorded anything like that before well, or since. I don't want anything like that around here, by the way. No. But if Not I was out there, mm-hmm. I would still have my jacket on. Because minus 54 to 49 still isn't very warm for me, Cliff. No. 
But all of that you can take right to the bank. Hmm. It's going to be windy all day. We're going to have wind gust lift over 40 miles an hour. Wow. That's just annoying. That's all that is, is you annoying. Wanna, do you want to say those words together again? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. An annoying wind? No, I'm not saying that again. But I do want to say this. Okay. Remember earlier this morning we took the call and played it on Country 98.1 from yes. Mr. I'm ready to do some ciphering for the phrase that oh, pays. Oh, yes. Hmm? Yes. Well, he was all anxious. Yes. Well, Ready I got to do that ciphering. I got another call from him about 15 minutes ago, and I've been working on the call. That's what I've been doing here in the studio, Cliff. Okay. And I can't get the quality very good. It's okay. hard to understand, even when we do our little tricks that we do on the computer. Right. But I can tell you that he's called back to say that he has the answer to this week's mathematical formula. Really? Yes. He knows what the answer is. Yes. Okay. And he said that the answer is, I'm going to wait until next week and play the regular <laughs> phrase that pays. But who says, Cliff, yeah. that the regular phrase that pays will make a return next week? Yeah. We could do we numerous could, things. We could change it up again. We could it doesn't do have to be a phrase that pays. We could put marbles in a jar and say and how many marbles are in exactly there. That's exactly right. And you don't even see the marble jar. That sounds weird. <laughs> marble jar. <laughs> We don't know what we're going to do, but this mm -hmm. week, it's a story math question. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. A cutting the cheese hate crime. <laughs> number two, my radio works fine, and I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. I don't know either. Yeah, right. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today pertains to our Grand Ole Opry giveaway. The answer to the problem is... I'm going to wait until next week to win. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toughie, isn't it? Oh, yeah. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.